0: Grace and peace be multiplied. He's just wishing them God's best. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And then in verse number 3, this is where we're going to focus for a few brief moments this afternoon. In verse number 3, he says this. According... As his divine power hath given unto us all things, all things, all things that pertain unto life and godliness. This is the great blessing of being a Christian. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. We as believers have been called to glory and virtue. And yet, some believers struggle. They really struggle with their faith. So why do some Christians struggle? Jesus, by His divine power, it says, has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Look at the verse, verse number 3. I've got it outlined in red here. Why do we struggle if He has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness? And that's my point. If you're struggling, or know someone struggling, it ain't God's fault. He has given us, He has given us all things things that pertain unto life and godliness. So he starts off by telling us he's given us all things that pertain to life. The reference here in the word life is undoubtedly to the life of religion, one writer says, the life of the soul imparted by the gospel. So I want to give you some examples. He's given us everything that pertains to life. That's one of the huge blessings of being saved that we have everything from God that pertains to life in every aspect of life. For example, he gives you everything that pertains to your married life. And I just, I'm just giving you one verse. I mean, there's entire passages. There are many more verses, but I'm just giving you a sample verse of how the Lord addresses these important issues for our benefit. He gives us all things that pertain unto life. For example, married life. 1 Corinthians 7.3 Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. So one of the great blessings <clears throat> of being born again is that God has given us all things that pertain to life, including our married life. Whatever you need to know about marriage, whatever is important to marriage, can be found in the Word of God. It is simply up to us to find it and learn it and then live it. He gives you everything that pertains to your parenting life. Parenting is hard. Don't you wish we had some some instructions? Well, we do. Ephesians 6.1 is just one simple little example. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Everything you need to know about parenting. He has given us everything that uh, that pertains to life, even parenting life. He gives you everything that pertains to your vocational life, how we work. Colossians 3.22 servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasures, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. You know, what kind of employee should I be? What is right for an employer? Are an employee. What is wrong for an employee? The Bible covers that. He's given us all things that pertain to life. He gives you everything you need for your social life. For example, Romans thirteen thirteen. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting. He's telling us how we shouldn't live. Not in rioting and drunkenness. Not in chambering and wantonness not in strife and envying. He's given us everything that pertains to life. That that is our blessing. Because all of these areas can be traps that we can fall into in marriage and parenting. And we can do it wrong and we can get it wrong. And it can add such grief to our lives and such drama to our lives. And we see it all around us in people that aren't following the Lord. Their lives are just filled with miserableness. But we have been giving all the things pertaining to life and to godliness. He's given us everything that pertains to godliness. It is the inner attitude of reverence which naturally manifests itself in God-pleasing activity. The godly man or woman lives above the petty things of life. The passions and pressures that control the lives of others. Man, that is a great quote. The godly man or woman lives above the petty things of life. The passions and the pressures that control the lives of others. Most people are living lives of pettiness, of insignificance, of unimportance. That's why I preached to you what I preached to you about this morning. Those four men, they, they, were, they were simple men. They, it's not said that they had degrees or money or great personality. I would assume they were just simple men that saw a need and took that paralytic to Jesus. And, and their lives were worth way more than the intellectuals that are trying to figure things out or trying to impress people. We are blessed to, to know the Lord. He gives us everything that pertains to godliness. For example, he gives you everything you need for godly morality. How should I conduct myself? What is right and what is wrong? 1 Thessalonians 4.3 For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. Okay, that's, that's great information to know. So it's not okay for me to, you know, fornication is pretty much any sexual activity outside of marriage. And we learn right here, that's wrong. Well, he's given us everything that pertains to godliness in the area of morality. Our godly thoughts, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely, a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That's great to know. Otherwise, you might be thinking in the gutter. You might be thinking negative thoughts. You might be thinking immoral thoughts. So he's telling us everything we need for godliness. He gives you everything you need for godly ethics. For example, Leviticus 19.13, Thou shalt not defraud thy neighbor, neither rob him. The wages of him that is hired shall not abide with thee all night until the morning. Thou shalt not defraud thy neighbor. Okay, a lot of people don't know that. and They think nothing of defrauding their neighbor or defrauding you. He gives you everything you need for godly piety. And I guess that's redundant, godly piety. That pretty much godliness piety means the same thing. Mark 11:24, therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire, when you pray believe that you receive them that ye shall have them. He teaches us how to be godly. God gives us everything we need for godliness. Yet many Christians Still struggle. Why? Understand in this verse, number three, His divine power has given us life and godliness according as His divine power hath given unto us. The world doesn't understand us. The unsaved world. and They won't until they're saved. But for you and I, it makes perfect sense that the God who loves us would use that divine power that is His to give unto us. By His divine power, we're given both life and godliness. Life and godliness are now our permanent possession having been given by pure grace. Maybe you're thinking just how that you really don't have what it takes to make it in this life. Peter says that God's power gives us what we need to experience real life in a way that pleases Him. God wants to affect every area of our lives, work, marriage, and family, relationships, church, and community. So how can you make God's power operational in your life? Let's, Let's look at the verse again. According as His divine power, hath given unto us... And remember, the question is, why Why perhaps do you struggle so much? Or other people that claim to be Christians, why do they struggle so much? The answer is found right here in this verse. According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through... Here's how you get the to know all the things that pertain to life and Godliness, whether it's parenting, whether it's marriage, whether it's uh, the workplace, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Peter says it comes through the knowledge of Him who has called us. Some quotes that will give us some insight into that. We have access to life and godliness through what we know about Him. One writer says, It is impossible to practice godliness without a constant, consistent, and balanced intake of the Word of God in our lives. That's what it means when it says, Through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Another writer says, how do we come to knowledge of him? It comes as we learn of him through his word, through prayer, through the community of God's people, church. And another writer said, this life in turn is energized by true knowledge of God and Christ, which emphasizes the absolutely critical importance of saints letting the word of Christ Continually dwell in us richly, partaking of the pure milk of the Word. And a fourth quote. The great Scottish Bible expositor Alexander McLaren wrote, We may have, this this is profound, we may have as much of God as we will. McLaren, uh, we may have as much of God as we will. Christ puts the keys of the treasure chamber into our hand and bids us take all that we want. If a man is admitted into the bullion vault of a bank and told to help himself and comes out with just one cent, whose fault is it that he is poor? We gain the blessings of life and godliness through the knowledge that He gives us. And if we don't take advantage of that, then it's on us. But our sinful nature will work to try to keep us away from gaining that knowledge. One writer said, we're willing to try almost anything except the knowledge of Him. We will trust in the schemes and plans of men instead of the knowledge of Him. We will try knowing ourselves instead of knowledge of Him. This would explain why Christians have access to God's Word through Bible reading, Bible study, preaching, revivals and what have you. And yet, they're more likely to focus on Dr. Phil. Or, uh, what's her name? Oprah, thank you. Yeah. Um, Some Christians struggle with sin, spiritual weakness, and apathy. Are such people missing something? Have they been left unequipped by God? What have we not been given in order to lead the life that God calls us to? Peter's answer is simple. We're not missing anything. We are fully equipped. But we have a choice about whether or not we'll really use those spiritual tools. This requires effort on our part. And Sharon was talking to me the other day well, actually, she was fussing at me, sort of, maybe. She said, she, was, she reviews these, these slides, and it may bring up questions of what I'm going to say or might say. And the other day, she was proofing these slides, and she said something about, you know, you're, you, you may be preaching to the choir, when, when you tell people to, to be at church. You know, and you're always telling people, be at church, be back for the 1.30 service, be back at, 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 for Wednesday night. And I do that because I, I believe it's essential for your well-being and your flourishing. And this verse explains that. We're, we're giving you the keys to life and godliness through the knowledge through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory. Our knowledge of Jesus. And I know, I'm, I'm fully aware that I'm, I'm always saying something about that. I, Sharon, she got it right, I am. I'm always, always saying that. But it, it's what the Bible's teaching. And I'm simply preaching what the Bible teaches. Because there's a problem... In other words, where we're we going with this is this. The people that are struggling, usually the people that attend church sporadically, intermittently, you know. And you can usually tell they're on their way out because they're not taking advantage of what's there. You know, they're when you come here, I want you to get the Bible. Like Like this afternoon, I'm focusing... On one verse. Not focusing on me or you, I'm focusing on this one verse and what it says and what it means. And there are consequences when we fail to do that. And if you think about the people that are struggling, I can think of people right now that have been or who are very sporadic in their church attendance. And those seem to be the people with the biggest amount of problems. drama. Because they're not taking advantage of what God gives us for life and godliness that comes through the knowledge of Him that's going to come through your own personal devotions and the preacher that stands up to preach the Word and when you miss out on that well hosea 4:6 says it my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge i will also reject thee my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge so let me preach to the choir very smart to for what i mean you're here this afternoon that is time well spent. Hearing this is a, is a good reminder to us all that life and godliness comes through a knowledge of, of Jesus Christ. How do you get that knowledge? Through His Word. Second Peter 1.3 says, According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. We all, it's a war. It's a war. I am up here imploring, pleading, encouraging you to be faithful to every service. I really believe what I share with you from Habakkuk Wednesday night is good for you and good for me, good for Sharon, good for Aaron. I really believe that. And I will work hard to be prepared to give you something good on, on Wednesday night. But your flesh will fight you and give you every reason in the world not to be here. Or Satan, or just the world in general. A kid's got a ball game, there'll, there'll be something. I'll share this illustration with you, and we're done. If every saint has everything they need to live the abundant life, why are so few living on that high plane? Maybe many are like Chief Crowfoot. When Crowfoot, the chief of the Blackfoot Nation in southern Alberta, gave the Canadian Pacific Railway permission to lay track from Medicine Hat to Calgary, he was given in exchange a lifetime railroad pass. Reportedly, Crowfoot put the pass in a leather pouch and wore it around his neck for the rest of his life. But he never once availed himself of the rights and the privileges It's spelled out. He never used it once. How many Christians are like Chief Crowfoot? Possessors of all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in Christ and yet living day by day as veritable spiritual paupers. So, according to His divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through, and here's the key, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to His glory and virtue. And that's why you have heard me for 30-something years say, be here for Sunday school. Be here for Sunday morning. Be here for Sunday afternoon. Be here for for Wednesday night. Because we're going to give you that which pertains to life and godliness. But it's there. You have to use it. You got the pass. You just have to use it. And I applaud you for being here this afternoon and using it. And I would suppose most all of you will be back Wednesday night. And you will use that pass again. And I will work very hard to make sure that uh, it will be valuable for you to be here Wednesday, Wednesday evening. Let's stand, please.